This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly, the world needs you. Hello, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bet Lucas. Well, many of you know that we recently went on a family trip. We took the week off My husband and I both work, and sometimes we're not always able to match up our vacation schedules, but this week worked. So we took the week off, and we started our trip, which I joke, anytime you take a vacation with kids, that's a trip. A vacation with no kids is a vacation. Ha, 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 ha. Anyways, (laughs) Um, trips with kids are amazing. I'm not saying they're not. Let's just be a little bit more honest that they are a lot of work. They're not all rest and relaxation. Okay, people. Anyways, I digress. We went on a family trip. It was great. We started off the trip going to the coast. It was spent with a ton of cousins and family, and the weather was beautiful, and it just was amazing. And it was just a few hours from here. So that made our traveling not uh, too overwhelming. We took our 15 passenger, yes, I said 15 passenger Ford Transit. We take a couple of the seats out. So we have room for the dogs. There's two of them and all our luggage Um, and our amazing au pair from Mexico. She joined us too. She doesn't always come with us when we travel. Sometimes she likes to stay home or go with her friends or do some other things, but she hadn't been to the coast yet. So it was amazing to show her the amazing Washington coast. Actually, I want to correct myself. She did try to come with us to the coast, but the last time we tried going to the coast, there was like snowmageddon here in Washington, and we were seeing the forecast, and we didn't believe it because our weather is never like that. Like, we really don't get a lot of snow on the west side of Washington. Uh, So let's just say we, we drove down, and we get there, and it's like, sideways, icy, rainy, sleety, and our Ford Transit does not have four-wheel drive. And we're hearing that like two feet of snow is coming to certain parts of Western Washington. And we're like, uh, what the heck are we going to do? So we literally got there. I think we were there for like less than 12 hours and we turned around and went home. So that was her first experience. So I'm glad (laughs) we were able to, uh, let's say correct that or improve upon that experience. Anyways, the second half of our trip, we, what we decided to do is we drove home came back, kind of settled for a day, uh, did some additional laundry and and kind of reset everything, repacked. And then we headed to the San Juan Islands, which are in Washington State, kind of near the border of Canada. They're famous for the fact that you can see orca whales and dolphins or the porpoises. And it's just magical. 
up there. It's just absolutely magical. And Spencer and I went there when we were first dating. So it was really fun to take the kids up there. We got a VRBO, uh, which is a vacation rental house by owner, which is really just a great way for our family to travel. We really can't do hotels in general because we have to get more than one room. Uh, It's just not great for sleeping and a baby. I find that breakfast is difficult with the kids and they're hungry all the time. So having a kitchen is really nice. Having a place for the baby to nap easily, but us be able to be outside and close by, it's just the way to go. And I do plan to do an episode soon on my tips and tricks on vacation rental houses and what we've found works really well for us and what hasn't worked overly well for us. But our time in the San Juans was amazing. You get to take these ferry boats around the islands if you so choose. And you just see a ton of wildlife. We got to see these beautiful, beautiful foxes. We saw bald eagles. It was just a beautiful time. That being said, when I come back from vacation, I tend to feel a little bit bloated and I just feel a little bit blah on kind of the health side of things. And maybe that's mostly on a on a family trip, but I think that applies to a lot of like vacations and getaways because your sleep's a little bit out of whack. You maybe were flying. Maybe you're out of rhythm. You know, you're even out of rhythm on using the bathroom probably. Like you didn't do your normal bowel movement and your eating was a little bit off and maybe you're eating out a lot and your body's not used to that. And maybe you're being a little bit more flexible on your eating choices, which you totally can do on vacation. That's great. I hope you enjoy. I hope you indulge. I hope you do your thing, whatever you so choose. Maybe you had wine more. I know we did. We ended up having like wine with our dinner outside on the deck or I'd be out there reading and Spencer brought me a glass a couple times. Like that was really lovely and nice. But I come back from the vacation and you just feel a little bit like, oh, I need to get back in my routine, right? And a lot of people fear vacation and trips as a result. And I just want to tell you, you guys, no, live your life like the T.I. song. I love that song, by the way. They used it in Mitchell's versus the Machines, the new kids movie. By the way, one of the best movies. If you haven't watched it on on Netflix, please go watch it. Even if you are like 90 years old, you need to watch this video. It's so stinking cute. I loved it. Anyways, I love that they had the T.I. song in there, Live Your Life. But I digress again and again and again. I like, I love that you listen to me boldly, even though I do so. (laughs) Anyways, so I usually come back a little bit just like, ugh. So what do I do? How do I kind of get back into the swing of things? And I would say first and foremost, After a lot of trial and error, I just remember that it's not going to, you're not going to get back into the swing of things right away. You're just not. You're going to have to kind of slowly ease back in. So that's my number one piece of advice. Do not hit the gas pedal in every area the minute you get back. Don't hit the gas pedal on exercise right when you get back. Don't hit the gas pedal full speed on your eating or your fasting. I think the best approach is to ease back in. 
Some of you, you like to do a very dramatic 180. Nope, you're going to hit the gym for whatever. You're going to, your eating is going to be super good and super perfect. And you're going to cut out all the things and you're going to fast and you're going to just do it all. Full speed ahead, gas pedal, full throttle. I find that doesn't work very well for me. I find it works better if I just slowly ease back in, start making healthier choices, start focusing on a little bit more exercise, movement, and getting back into my normal routines so that I'm not just stressing myself from every angle. The other thing that I am reminded of is that when I come back from trips like this, a lot of times I'm kind of tired. And I guess I'm going to give you permission that that's normal. I think it's a lot of work. You are juggling different logistics and dynamics. And yes, it's restful in certain ways, and especially certain types of vacations. But certain traveling isn't. It can be stressful a little bit. It can be a stressor on just being out of your normal routine. So if you come back a little tired, especially if you had a guy's weekend or a girl's weekend or whatever kind of weekend, that's kind of normal. So another thing that I do and another piece of advice to help me feel a little less bloated and get back on, kind of back on track, let's say, and some of you don't like that phrase, but whatever, I really find that prioritizing my sleep is really important. And maybe it's just an additional hour that week. Maybe it's just making sure I go to bed at a healthy time that I'm not staying up late looking at my phone or staying up late watching Netflix or Mitchell's versus the machines. And I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things. I also make sure that I'm hydrating. I am not naturally a thirsty person. And if I only drink to thirst, my problem is, is that I don't drink enough water. Like it's problematic and I don't know what is wrong with me, but I'm just not naturally thirsty. It's just something about me biologically. So I really need to remember when I get back from vacation to also hydrate, drink some green tea, have my hot water, have my sparkling water, carry my 20 ounce little water bottle around and just keep filling it up as I drink it down every day. Next, what has really helped me? Okay, so after I've kind of eased back in, I'm getting into the swing of things with life and work and all the things, and I'm feeling a little more or a little less chaotic, I should say, I really try to pick a day to do a longer fast. Maybe it's a 24-hour, maybe it's a 36-hour, something to kind of do a little bit of a reset. And for me, that works better than doing like longer fast with shorter eating windows right away. But some people do that as well. And that's great. Do what works for you. But for me, doing that kind of reset day, and I've done a podcast episode, in fact, a few, but I've done a, a podcast episode on a mealless Monday. And that episode, you can apply to any day of the week. You could have a therapeutic Thursday. One of my Motivate members, Saba, she does a therapeutic Thursday. Another one of my members likes to do it on a Sunday. That's like a prayerful fast day for her. Where I'm going with this is that for me, that makes me feel so much less bloated and I feel so much better. And I also find that I get a nice burst of energy from doing it too. And that out of all of those reasons to me is another reason why I continually implement like a one day a week kind of reset day. It really, really jumpstarts me on my energy. What do I do next? 
When I come back from a trip or vacation, I also really try to either remove or really restrict alcohol. Again, it can make you feel bloated. It is a toxin. Remember when Dr. Carrie Jones was sharing how it's really a diva? Alcohol is a diva in your system. So the minute it enters, everything focuses on that alcohol and everything else kind of goes to the side. Fat burning, any healing, any detoxification that needs to happen. So I really, really rein that in and I notice I feel so much better instantly and my bloating and so many things get better. Lastly, food choices and movement. Let's tackle those really quickly. Something I can do on my food choices is I just keep my protein really high and I accompany that with make sure some really good, wholesome, yummy vegetables and some fats. So a really easy kind of solution for me, if I'm having lunch that day, I have maybe some salmon, some chicken, maybe I have a hamburger patty, and then I accompany that with a really good salad that has uh, mixed greens some hemp hearts, by the way, super high protein and they taste really good. Uh, Maybe I do the pepitas, which are like the pumpkin seeds and I'll, maybe I'll grill a few of those up on the stove, throw those on, but I usually do the hemp hearts. They're just easier and in a package and I can throw them on. I throw some avocado on there, maybe some olives, whatever's kind of looking good and some dressing. And then today I had some sauerkraut too. If I'm still hungry, I'll either have a second serving of that main protein, which is the hamburger or the salmon or the chicken, or I'll treat myself to something that is a protein-based, maybe sweet-tooth-pleasing item. Uh, Something I I readily go to is the Fage yogurt with a little bit of the peanut butter powder and some uh, fruit or a little bit of a dollop of jam. Sometimes I'll even treat myself to a coffee drink. And even though I try to stay away from things that are not black coffee, but when I'm actually eating, if I want a treat, that can feel very treaty to me. So let's say I want a coffee drink, but I don't want all the sugar, all the calories. I don't want all the fat. I just want something to kind of, you know, just satisfy that little sweet need. I will order a short A short is eight ounces. It's not the 12 ounce tall that you can get. It's only eight ounces and it is fabulous. It just like hits all the notes for me and it's really small and you can look it up. And if your coffee shop doesn't offer a short, well, just get like a one and a half tall, right? Or just get an eight ounce, whatever you're getting, get a much smaller serving. We become so used to big servings of everything, myself included, like a venti or a grande. That was always my sizes, right? It's been so healthy for me to just rein those in a little bit. So that can be a great option too. I also, in my freezer, keep really high percentage dark chocolate. And sometimes I'll have a square or two of that. I don't always. And if I find that I'm overdoing that, I just stop buying it for a while. Like if that has become where I want the dark chocolate before I've even eaten my meal and it's sneaking into my diet too much, I just need to stop buying it. And that is a great, great tool. Just stop buying the stupid thing that is maybe your favorite thing, okay? Anyways, so that's kind of what I start doing. And then at dinner time, I either will have something very similar to that 
Maybe if I had the dessert after my lunch, I won't have it after my dinner. Maybe I'll have only one square of dark chocolate after lunch and then I'll have one square after dinner. You know, I kind of play with that. And then sometimes I skip dinner and that can work really well too. And I just kind of continually make tweaks here and there. But bottom line, it's really hard to overeat when you have a protein and that really high veggie-based salad or side. I don't see many people struggling on their health journey when they kind of keep it simple and keep it those two things. And that seems to work really well for me, and it's pretty dang satisfying. Okay, movement. I find when I come back from a vacation or a trip, I'm craving getting to the gym or I'm craving going for a run, and yet I'm playing catch up in like every area of my life. Work, I'm super behind. Home life, I feel behind. And to be honest, in the summer, I want to be outside. The kids are here. It's busy. I'm running them from to camp to activity to this. And I'm telling you, since we've been back, it's been a really odd routine for me where I just feel a little bit off. And so here I'm more sharing from a place of I have this figured out or it's perfect, more of I've just had to kind of adjust and adapt a little bit. So I challenged myself that I was going to pull my um, row machine outside. So I pulled my row machine outside. I did some of the row machine. I ordered a box for box jumping and it only comes in the 12, 14 and 16 height. But that's been really great, and my kids can use it. So I did some box jumps. I did some jump rope. I know some of you still stay away from the jump rope due to bladder issues, but you guys, the jump rope is such a powerful tool, and it's so cheap and easy, and don't avoid it. It's just too good. It's too awesome, and it's so good for our hand-eye coordination, and that is just one of the many benefits of a jump rope. And then I took my kettlebell and a few hand weights out there, and that's really been something that's really doable for me. I'm outside, I'm home, I can fit it in, and I've been craving that more than going to a class, which is so unlike me because I'm so social and usually I love the class dynamic, I love the competitive nature. So to be honest, I don't know why, but since we've been back, I've been doing more of that than I've been going to my classes. And I just give myself, last but not least, grace. And when you come back from a vacation or a trip, give yourself grace and time to get back into your groove. And really, isn't that the advice for all things? Giving ourselves grace, giving others grace. And I guess on my dying day, if people could say, Bet gave me a lot of grace in my life. Bet did not judge me. That would be a huge goal for me, right? On my on my eulogy, they said that I always approached you with grace and an open mind and an open heart. Gosh, if I could achieve that someday, I I think that would be amazing. Not just achieve that towards myself but towards others. And I hope, even as I offer tips and tricks for our health journey, our family journey, our career journey, our life's journey, at the end of the day, I hope you know that I have an open heart and an open mind to you and yours. And really, 
the more we do that, the healthier we get on so many fronts. So if you find yourself, as I do some days, where our hearts are not as open as they should be, where we're not extending the grace we should, that is something that I want to be just as healthy at as all the other things mentioned today. And I appreciate all the grace you extend me. I am not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I will continue to make a lot of mistakes in my life. And hopefully, I will continue to learn from them and get better. So I hope these are some tools you can put in your vacation tool belt or your trip tool belt. And remember, enjoy going, enjoy coming home. And as I mentioned on my last vacation, Bold Bite, you need to listen to Elmo's I Don't Want to Live on the Moon. So if you didn't catch that episode, please go take a listen where I offer you all my tips and tricks on a family trip slash vacation. And I can't wait to travel the world with each one of you and each one of my guests. And really, that's what each of you allow me to do. By connecting with you, you make my world bigger and better and bolder. Till next time, my friends. See you then. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you. Thank you.